0: Hi, Jess. Hi, Jenny. (laughs) What have you been watching this week? Uh, So, so much. You know this, but people listening probably don't unless you can hear it from my voice. Um, But I got COVID. uh, And so from Monday through Thursday, I was kind of doing nothing but watching TV and sleeping. So I watched uh, all of Maggie, that new Hulu sitcom show. Uh, Very cute. I also watched all of the first season of Shadow and Bone, which I had somehow avoided until now. Uh, I also watched so many episodes of What I Lie to You, the British comedy like panel show thing. Truly so many things. I've seen a lot of things. What have yeah. you been watching? <laughs> I've seen like nothing this week. I feel like last week I watched a whole bunch of stuff, and then this week
1: there was like nothing new to watch. I watched the last few episodes of Gordita Chronicles, which I read about. It's my pick for this week in the newsletter. Mm, how did it it's end?
0: It's so cute.
1: Yeah. Oh. I mean, it's not the kind of show where it's like, oh, wow, a cliffhanger. Like, it's no. just a cute family comedy. But it was good the whole way through. I'm
0: definitely excited for the second season. So people should check that out if they haven't yet. Nice. I was going to say, yeah, I didn't mean like how to end. Like, ooh, is there anything crazy? Mm-hmm. I meant like, you know, sometimes sometimes uh, sitcoms wrap up well and other times you're just like, all right. <laughs>
1: It was good. I feel like for a sitcom, it was appropriately climactic without being like a cliffhanger because what would that be on a sitcom?
0: Got it. But it was cute. I cried a lot while watching the TV shows that I watched this week and I don't think that had anything to do. I mean, there were some parts that were like heartwarming and whatever. I think I was just sick and tired (laughs) and everything felt very emotional.
1: I literally uh, cried everything, so no judgment for me. Like, I'm pretty sure I cried at last week's Master episode. Incredible, there's nothing <laughs> that doesn't that's make it so me good. Cry. <laughs> no, you know, when somebody like they should go further than they do and then they I get know. eliminated, it's just sad. And this season is the like legends or whatever they call it. No, not the legends, the everybody's back from previous seasons, like come back or something. Yeah. I don't know. So it's all people who got out all stars in past seasons, all stars. I think top chef calls it all stars. I don't know what they call it, but yeah. So it's like, you know, the people anyways, lots Mm, of emotions. emotions. (laughs) Hello and welcome to the double take podcast where we talk about all things TV. I'm
0: Jess and I'm Jenny. Today we're talking about stranger things four. Spoiler alert, pretty major spoiler alert. We're talking about the entire season four. So if you haven't seen it and you don't want to know what happens, definitely stop listening now and uh, go ahead, check that out. After this point, we're going to be saying some spoilers. So I'm going to dive in with a summary. Definitely buckle in. This is sort of a long summary. I couldn't figure out how to make it any shorter. So here goes nothing. Season four takes place in March, 1986, eight months after the events of the third season, and it's split into four main sections. First plot line takes place in Hawkins, where once again, teenagers are being killed in mysterious ways. Honestly, I wonder more people haven't moved away by this point. The Hawkins-based story features most of the old familiar crew of kids, except Will, Eleven, and Jonathan, who now live in California, but with the addition of Eddie Munson, leader of a Dungeons & Dragons group called Hellfire. When the troubled cheerleader Chrissy Cunningham becomes the first brutally murdered victim of the season at Eddie's home, Eddie becomes the prime murder suspect and is hunted down by police and members of the basketball team who believe he used satanic powers to kill her. The basketball team, not the police. The second plot line centers around Mike visiting Eleven, Will, and Jonathan at their new home in California. Due to the events in Hawkins and the imminent danger to their friends, Eleven goes with Dr. Brenner and Sam Owens to a secret facility to help her regain her powers and face some of her buried past mike will jonathan and jonathan's friend argyle who has a pizza van try to track her down in a third plot line joyce fires and murray learn that jim hopper may still be alive and they are told to bring money to arrange for his transfer meanwhile hopper is held prisoner by the russians and is forced alongside other inmates to battle a demogorgon in the prison and then the fourth and final section thank god brings the three separate plot lines together a bit hopper is rescued by joyce and murray the three battle the army of Demogorgons at the prison. The Hawkins crew comes up with a plan to kill Vecna using Max as bait. Elle and Nancy both realize Vecna is actually a former experiment of Dr. Brenner's known as One. All of the groups go to battle against One and his upside down hive mind. Eddie is killed by Demobats and Max is killed by Vecna, thereby completing a sacrifice and causing an earthquake in Hawkins. But she's later brought back to life by 11, sort of. No sooner are all three main groups reunited when burning flakes begin falling from the skies of Hawkins, signaling that the fight with one is not yet over. So that's Ew. the summary. <laughs> Any major thoughts immediately that come to mind? I have I have some thoughts about the structure, which I don't know. If you if you've seen the show, you know how long these episodes were. And we wish there were a little bit fewer. There was a little bit less screen time given to some of the other groups, mainly the California group. Was I talking to you about this or was I talking to Carter about this? That I kind of wish like a lot of the California plot line was relayed later and a lot of the Russia plot line was like relayed later and that we didn't get as much screen time with either of them. Oh, no, I don't think you're talking to me about that, but I think that's oh, fair. I get what they were doing. It seemed sort of like obvious the whole time like okay uh, the group split apart they're all doing their own thing we haven't really been out of hawkins in a while so let's see some different areas but like it seemed a little un- unnecessary and took away from the better like the-, the obvious best part of this season in my opinion was when more of our favorites were together like the hawkins crew was the staple of everything and i just oh, wanted sure. every single time to get back to them
1: Uh, Yeah, that was the main issue with this season is anytime they left Hawkins, I was like, please, let's go back. Like the the Russia storyline was pretty boring. Sure, I like those characters, but yeah, like you said, it was just sort of coming to this predictable ending. And every time they were there, I was bored. California, they literally weren't even in the seventh episode, the last episode before volume two came out. The last episode of volume one, they weren't even in it. What was the point of having them all the way over there and Argyle to have literally no point until the last episode? with the salt or whatever he was finally useful, but all of the times they spent on those characters before that felt so boring to be quite honest, even the stuff in the lab with Dr. Brenner yeah, obviously ended up being super important, but in the beginning, especially when they were spending all this time, you know, hiding from the government, hiding from Dr. Brenner and then eventually getting kidnapped and taken there. It just was, it was too long and it was too boring. And that's why this whole season felt very long. And in some points I thought very boring.
0: Agreed. And now that you just mentioned that, yes, that storyline was important. Elle finding out who one was and like her, the stuff that she had repressed, but then Nancy figured it out again. Like they reintroduced us to Vecna as one after that had already happened via Nancy. So that like Mm, Nancy and that crew knew they did it twice. Like that didn't need to happen. (laughs)
1: That was interesting. And that all happened sort of in parallel in the seventh episode, almost as if to show us. They think the plot device being used there was like, all right, let's show instead of tell more about Henry Szechuan's sure. life. And by doing, by having Nancy there and sort of seeing it through his eyes, like that was the point there. But you're right. It but felt it wasn't a little clunky.
0: New. Yeah. Like we'd already seen way to and do that. found out all of that stuff. And we don't um, really
1: find out why he would have done that. It was, you know, Nancy comes back and she says, oh, I saw what's going to happen, which mm-hmm. when has that ever happened before in the show that they can show you the future? I mean, I know that the point is just he can go into your mind and basically show you whatever he wants to show you, but they don't show us that he's showing her the future. She just comes back and she's like, I saw this horrible future, mm-hmm. which I thought was
0: really like jarring. I didn't, I didn't, I don't know. No, I felt the same way. Yeah, I at first I was a little like, wait, did I miss something? I rewound. I watched back the thing that we had already seen twice. (laughs) I watched it a third time. It was weird. It was strange. I didn't like that. And going back to the other plot line that I found a little superfluous, Hopper could have stayed dead. And I don't mean that in a (laughs) way. Jenny, (laughs) I know. I'm so sorry. It would have made a better story and even if they really 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 wanted to bring him back we didn't need to see from episode 1 that he was alive it very it could have been close to the very very end where we realize where he like comes out and you know kills something and we're like oh there he is yeah. i'm not saying this eloquently but i just mean we didn't need his whole like hero's arc portion i didn't find that necessary at all
1: like it could have been a really cool reveal, sort of later in this season, to be like, he's there and he's been in this prison the whole time, and he's about to save them by killing. Right. Yeah, I mean,
0: or like, jo- like it would probably Joyce- have been a
1: little bit more than that, but there's definitely some sort of in between that isn't having him
0: alive and having his story take up for of so us all <laughs> for the first like seven episodes. I do I mean- agree if it were a different, like that's an interesting story. It felt like a different TV show or like a movie. It felt like a movie, like a, I kept saying this like a Marvel movie. This season did. I had that thought earlier, feel
1: very Marvel in some ways, which I love Marvel as my friends will tell you. Sure. But like, I don't need everything to be like a Marvel movie or to be like the MCU in that all of the stuff ties up perfectly and everything we've seen before has to tie
0: into what we're seeing now. And they're and the, you know, like guard that was sort of like giving him a hard time becomes a, like a chuckly friend with some one-liners <laughs> in it, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, that, or even the, the climax of this season where it's this sort of life
1: changing world changing event that is there's a before and an after like the snap, like mm-hmm. for people who, No marvel like you know infinity wars endgame that whole sort of climax of the mcu there are a lot of similarities in this season to what they did there and i get why that seems appealing i'm sure the deffer brothers were somehow inspired by that probably like everybody else who saw the marvel movies make millions Mm -hmm. and millions and probably billions (laughs) of dollars they're doing fine the charm though. <laughs> of the show. Right. And the charm of the show is always this sort of small town. Yeah, They're the dealing with their crew. problems and no one, nobody really knows what the upside down is. And like the kids are hiding it from their parents and it's cute and it's sort of sci-fi and it's sort of retro. And it is very much its own thing and it's not trying to be anything else. And I feel like this season felt like a big departure from that.
0: Yeah. hundred percent agree real quick because I just was putting this together. Like in the first season, Joyce was the person who like realized something was up, realized her son was alive, like kept fighting to prove to people that her son was alive and wouldn't rest until he was back. And this season could have paralleled that in kind of a poetic way with Hopper and only did for like a half second. Like she was What's the word I'm looking for? She was rectified? No, she was justified. Validated. (laughs) There we go. She was validated in like by the viewer in the first episode because we saw Hopper was alive. Whereas other people, like it could have been her sort of like hanging on to hope a little longer if the reveal for Hopper had, had taken a little. There were just like things, things I didn't love because I could have seen them going in a slightly more traditional to the first season way of storytelling. And it just didn't.
1: Yeah, that's fair. In terms of overall, like the last episode, I did like it a lot. I thought they ended the season well. I mean, the fight was. The last episode or the and, last two
0: movie length episodes?
1: The, I'd say the last episode specifically, because the second to last episode really just felt like a sort of long setup for the last episode, which was fine. I didn't think there was a problem with that episode, but I don't know. I wasn't going to say it was like my favorite. It was fine. But the last sure. episode, I really, really liked. I mean, they. I I guess I just kind of sort of complained that it was like Marvel, but at the same time, I love Marvel movies. So the last episode sort of feeling like it followed that formula in some way. How do you not like it? You know, the big fight scene where they play the remix they're running up that hill, like, man, I was into it. I was like, hell yeah, this is awesome. But the weird part of the episode for me, I really feel like it should have ended right when, you know. Max is saved or not saved. We don't really know yet, but you know, that whole scene, that whole dramatic moment she's brought back. Vecna is sort of, you know, he's hurt, but he's not killed or whatever it is. There's this big dramatic moment. The world sort of splits open or whatever you want to call it. The earthquake, the upside down coming in, the gates opening, and then it goes quiet. And then we see two days later, Mm -hmm. and then we're just watching this sort of quiet, calm last 20 minutes where there's you know there's some reunion there's some watching hawkins try to figure out what's going on and emotionally recovering from that but it's so calm compared to the drama of the first 2 hours of the episode that i really felt like it should have been the first 20 minutes of next season i don't understand why they had this giant build up this big climax and then they totally dropped us off a cliff and just made us watch this really sort of boring last 20 minutes i get the point of it but It felt like a very odd way to put that episode together
0: to me. One of my wishes as I was watching, I kept trying to put it together the way that I would like it a little bit better. And this goes back to me feeling like, okay, if they really needed to split our team for a good portion of the season into three separate groups, I really wanted the second like part two to include a reunion, but I thought it was going to be like, okay, they're like slowly coming together for this big battle with Vecna and they're going to all reunite and that battle with Vecna will happen. And that will be sort of like the really satisfying all the crews back together. We're running up that hill or <laughs> riding Vecna, which sort of happened. Like they all kind of worked together from afar, but it did feel like they thought the audience wanted a real reunion. And so gave us that really stagnant 20 minutes at the end. That was that reunion instead of what could have been a much more sort of like intense. Oh, like, lucas realizing or like the people that are in the upside down like seeing 11 or like realizing she's there and i don't know i something about the the battle everyone sort of like reuniting or 11 realizing that hopper was alive then if he had somehow entered the upside down from russia where he was killing all those demogorgons with the sword because why not have a why was there a sword there
1: okay, <laughs> Yeah, they literally this, don't explain where,
0: where did the, the sword, sword comes come from, from? dear lord no but uh, i get what
1: you're saying it's like they could have done a reunion really well in the climax scene the climax scene or they could have given it to us in the beginning of next season that's what i even, think
0: yes okay yeah if they had given it to us in this season in a way that i would have liked i think a like quick comedic slash happy reunion of like oh my god i can't believe you're here it's so good to see you like um, Elle and Hopper sort of having their like cute little thing but it has to be cut short because oh we have to go fight Vecna like those reunions just before you have to go into a big ba- battle feel slightly more satisfying because you're just like maybe this is a bad comparison to draw but the like fleabag Phoebe Waller bridges sort of like just as you're about to cry she makes you laugh and just about as you're about to laugh she makes you cry those like really happy reunions right before you know people might get Hurt or like oh, killed.
1: Yeah. It would have been really good. I feel. Uh, that. I suppose they thought it would have been too predictable if they had found a way to make it from California to Hawkins in time, and so they came up with this whole, I you guess. know, Argyle is finally useful, and Eleven has this trick where she, you know, yeah. piggybacks on the memories. And I was like, oh, okay, it's really cool that there's still a way for her to be there. But would I have had an issue with it if they were like they found a way to be there and they re- reunite? And I absolutely would they're fighting have together. <laughs> no, I think I would have been like, hell yeah. Like That's great. I'm excited. And I wouldn't have thought too much about it. And instead, mm-hmm. we just sort of got like a more lackluster version of the fight because she wasn't there. Like, I get what they were going for, but I can't help but feel like it would have been more interesting or I don't know. I guess it's fan service, but is that bad? We mm-hmm. are fans and we would like <laughs> to watch something Fun that we like. <laughs> I don't think they had to have tried so hard to make it sort of I don't know. Everybody is apart, but they're still all working together. But the charm of the show is that they all work together really well. Mm-hmm. I just don't really buy that this was the right way to set that up.
0: You know what else I don't buy? That they only bought one gun to try to kill Vecna. <laughs> Why did they then like sharpen their own little like pitch things and I don't know. They like made their I own bought like flamethrowers and yeah.
1: grenades and a whole yes. arsenal
0: of weapons. Exactly. Yeah, I just like didn't understand. I was like, if you're gonna buy a gun, I, I yeah. Anyway, that well, was who knows. We guess we don't know what the gun rules are there. I guess that's true. <laughs> I mean, apparently, it's definitely illegal to saw off the end. Oh yeah, I,
1: I didn't know that. Well, I suppose gun people would know stuff like that, but I learned that. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch Absolutely. of stuff with the the last 20 minutes too that I just I thought if they were gonna give us this reunion, but the, in the last 20 minutes of the episode. Then do it the right way. Don't give us this sort of half reunion, half explanation. There's so many things that they didn't explain. What okay, like, where do Murray and Enzo go? We <laughs> They're not in the last 20 minutes, so we don't know where they went. And that's fine. Whatever. Russia. They're going to get to the beginning of next season. Sure. I guess we didn't need to know where they went. But, like, I thought that was weird. We don't see anybody react to Eddie's death besides Dustin talking to Eddie's Aww, uncle, which was, was so sad. a really sad moment. I absolutely sobbed. I like, ugly cried. Like, muted tissues. Sure. But I'm just saying it's weird that nobody else in the main group even got to react to Eddie's death. Like they were all pals all season. We -hmm. don't see anybody reacting to that other than Dustin and Eddie's uncle. But so that for me just felt like a little bit, I don't know, like a muted, the last few minutes were just so muted. That's what I kept thinking. Like, this isn't enough. I'm not, this Mm -hmm. feels like a half story. And we don't see the initial impact of like the upside down sort of breaking into Hawkins. They just sort of say, oh, you know, it was an earthquake. But so much of it just felt like very blown over, like swept under the rug. The main football guy, football right, basketball. Doesn't sorry, matter. jock He's guy. Literally split in half, and it happens so quickly. Right when it, the you know Hawkins first splits, the split goes through him. He's severed. It happens in half
0: a second. <laughs> I didn't even notice. No, then we never you think about
1: me. it again. I know, like they don't, they don't. Dwell on it. Nobody talks about it. He's supposedly like the hero of the town, and in the last twenty minutes, where they're showing the town recuperating, or you know that the fallout from this event, nobody talks about him. He was supposedly like the beloved basketball leader saving of the basketball the team. Whole town from a satanic cult. Right, exactly. And then nobody. We literally don't see anybody reacting to that, which is fine. I think maybe they knew that that character sucked. The writers were like, "Yeah, let's just kill him off and never talk about it again." Fine, but it's weird.
0: They kill off so many, like, of course, the new introduction, like Eddie was a great character. Of course, of all of the people to die, it's going to be him. Like Max, I get that she's technically dead, but she's, you know, there's going to be, there's going to be something because it's Max. She better come back. I'll be so mad. She's the best character on the show. Yeah, she really is the best. But like all of the new characters that they introduced died. Oh, they always do. They always do. Which is why I'm a little like, I love Hopper. I'm- glad he's back to help the kids but mm, are you though <laughs> you just really maybe want to kill I'm him not.
1: off <laughs> but maybe he, he should have stayed dead i think the other thing the main thing with the last 20 minutes it didn't make any sense to me was and maybe i'm just missing something the world wasn't half or hawkins i don't i still don't know is it just hawkins or is it the whole like country
0: it seems world? like
1: this i just think hawkins. according
0: to the footage like the news footage it looked like
1: Mm, true they say it's an
0: earthquake in hawkins
1: yeah okay so the thing that didn't make sense was hawkins splits open they say it's an earthquake the people who don't know anything about the upside down people who do know something about the upside down know that it's the gates opening 11 brings max back so since she has actually died for like a full minute the gates are technically open but then when she brings her back are the gates closed is that what Closes them, or are they open and just dormant? Because we see the two days later, we see the sort of quiet reunions. And then the very end of the episode, we see that the gates are open and the upside down is spilling into Hawkins. We see the dying wildflower or whatever that 11 mm-hmm. picks up. And we know that the upside down is spilling into it. So did it just chill for two days? It was like, we're open, like, hell yeah, but we're just going to not do anything for two days. And then two days later, we're going to start spilling into Hawkins. I didn't understand that.
0: Yeah, no, I didn't. A lot of the time jumps in this season were also weird,
1: but (laughs) I just really feel like that wasn't explained at all. And I don't know if they're going to try to next season, but I was confused. I was like, shouldn't there be mass chaos? Like, how did we just jump two days? And we're not just in the upside down in Hawkins. Like, I thought we were going to jump two days and it was going to be. Everything under upside down. <laughs> organs everywhere. Yeah. And instead we just see Hawkins being like, oh, there was an earthquake. And I was like, wait, well, what is happening? And then in the very end, we see that it's sort of like just starting to happen. I guess the one theory is maybe Vecna was like hurt, but not.
0: Right. Like recuperating. So he was, you know,
1: yeah, recovering. And now he's ready to attack. That's the best theory i, could
0: I guess but it does seem like the demogorgons like the demobats the whatever all the other creatures although technically connected in the hive mind situation seemed to have like crept out on their own before
1: or yeah. like aren't always
0: doing his bidding i don't know it's hard there's to a lot of stuff in say. the
1: first few seasons that i don't think perfectly adds up to this idea that it's always been vecta and vecta's been controlling everything mm-hmm. it's pretty clear to me and I guess I could be wrong but it's pretty clear to me that they just made this up for this season and now they're trying to say he was behind everything the whole time mm-hmm. and that is one of my biggest complaints of this season because <laughs> I love thinking that things are so clever like I would have loved yeah. if there'd been little hints in the first three seasons about one Henry Beckner that we could have gone back and looked at and been like oh my gosh they were telling us the whole time yeah that was have been very cool. I just feel like, okay, yeah, they're trying to do the Marvel thing and pull it all together. But unlike Marvel, they didn't think about this along the way. And it doesn't feel like this was the point all along. So it can still be sort of like a cool, interesting story for season four. But I get annoyed when I feel like they just, I don't know, they're like retconning storylines at this point. And there's like specific things too that I don't know if they just want to pretend like, never happened or we're just supposed to forget but even the like the environment being toxic in season one yeah. they literally wear bio suits to go into the upside down but now we're all just like chilling in the upside down
0: yeah they just spent a lot they just kept going in and out no worries it's all good or even uh, how did henry Vecna? survive yeah yeah Vecna. <laughs> how did he survive in the upside down one if it's whatever whatever toxic come.
1: and i don't know that could be like he's magic or he's he is he's upside magic. down like Whatever you want to say. Sure. Well, you know what? Okay. That does bring me to my next question. The part about him being magic. Where did he get his powers from? I know you don't have the answer to this, but this is a question I was thinking about while I was watching because we see him as Henry Criddle. We see him as a child killing his family. Right. He was not created in a lab. Or Dr. Brenner knew him. Right. And Dr. Brenner sort of created the other mutants or whatever <laughs> by experimenting on their moms during pregnancy. And we know that from the first few seasons. But- henry is a child with powers before meeting dr brenner so is he a mutant
0: it's like x-men i i kind of saw that as like oh dr brenner saw this child tapping into something like some espn ESPN. ESPN. (laughs) he's a mutant i'm pretty sure this is an x-men crossover i'm calling it now (laughs) Possibly. Uh, no. I think I think there's. They're like, oh well, in the seventies, people were experimenting with stuff, and he's like, this kid is tapped into this thing, and then Dr. Brenner spent the rest of his time like trying to breed other children to achieve the same thing, um, and it just happened that one like reached that po- ability on his own, and also was like a little bit of a wacky kid about it tried to hurt people I don't know It's
1: very logical of you at the end of the day we're not probably going to find out it's just going to be a a sci-fi thing like anything else like if there's allowed to be an upside down then there could just be a kid with powers but it was something that stuck out to me as like they're not even really trying to explain it which is fine we don't need everything explained very clearly but
0: I mean, I don't know, in even the if- first few seasons, like that was part, the, uh, speaking about the charm, like having the science teacher help explain how like two different parallel universes could exist and like puncturing a hole, oh, like, yeah. like that was a cool, I was like, okay, we're like, obviously it's not, we're not saying that this is a hundred percent a scientific reality, but we're using like actual sort of theories about physics to explain some of these things. Uh, but now it's sort of like, that's kind of forgotten. Uh, That's
1: actually something that another thing that's interesting about this season is that now they're trying to say that 11 created the upside down and that it's not technically a parallel universe because we see what they're trying to say. Yeah, because we see Nancy go back to her house right in the upside down to find her gun and then she can't find it and she sees her diary entry and it's from 1983 and she says, you know, this isn't the current version of my house. We're in 1983. Like, how is that possible? It's like years, years and years before. And what we're supposed to, they don't spell this out, but we're supposed to learn from that is that the Upside Down was created the moment Eleven pushes one into the Upside Down, creating the Upside Down. And we know that she created it because the day that she created it is the day in that diary entry.
0: I had a hard time following that timeline. I kind of put that together, but I didn't know if it was definitely Eleven pushing him into the Upside Down or if it was something else that the like lab had created using the kids and she had just like used her knowledge knowledge of other of those things to like push one into it or whatever i I had like and then i was trying to remember all of the flashbacks of dr brenner and of like scientists like going into the upside down on these like missions and thinking like was that pre-11 existing like when we saw those in the first season uh was that like i don't know it was hard yeah
1: I, yeah they don't spell it out really clearly they really don't i i put this together later when i was googling stuff and I was like, <laughs> okay that date is the same that I makes see. sense and what you're talking about is all post 11 pushing one in so it makes sense that she created this you know pocket universe whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. and it's the moment in time in hawkins that she creates it and then hawkins in the upside down upside down version of hawkins is stuck there
0: mm-hmm. it
1: doesn't fit with past seasons if you look at past seasons they really do play into this parallel universe thing and you yeah, see yeah because current versions of Hawkins so it doesn't hold up if you look back
0: cuz then if it happened when they were all so small like in the first season Will Byers hiding in his little shed that he's created in the woods I don't think that would have existed.
1: Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't there's yeah. like specific stuff that people have pointed out. It doesn't hold up if you look in past seasons, but it's clearly what oh, they're trying to say now. Yeah. It's definitely what they're trying to say now though. Otherwise that diary thing didn't make any sense and it Got being it. the same day, <laughs> it can't be a coincidence. It has to be that the idea is that Eleven created this moment in time snapshot of Hawkins and made it the upside down version of it.
0: Hmm. All right. Well, I have more thoughts about that, but I don't. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't. Uh... You said a little while ago that you didn't love how the season ended and how like kind of stagnant it felt. And I maybe I'm putting words into your mouth, but my overarching feeling about this entire season was that it felt like a heck of a lot of a setup for the last season. And I am excited to see the last season. Like, I want to see how it all wraps up. Um, but I didn't love that that's that's all I was left with in season four. It was sort of just like, okay, that was like a really long setup. That yeah. could have been condensed. I wish I didn't have to sit through all of that to like be well prepared for what's going to come next. I um, totally agree. I
1: thought it I like honestly I don't know how I thought this I guess because two hours and 20 minutes seemed like a really long time so I thought we were gonna get more. Mm-hmm. I really thought we were getting the Battle of Hawkins versus the upside down like in this season mm-hmm. until the last 20 minutes, I still thought that I was like, all right, when are we gonna see the big showdown? <laughs> And then after the last moments and the episode ended, I was like, oh, the big showdown is next season. And then I was bummed for the same reason you just said. I was like, we really just saw all of that just for this bigger and badder battle next season, Mm
0: -hmm. which
1: makes sense. I still feel like if they just cut that last 20 minutes, maybe I wouldn't have felt so much like that. Like, sure, it still would have felt like set up for this big season, but at least it would have ended on sort of a dramatic high note instead of. Feeling like a mini trailer for season five.
0: Yeah. Our problems always boil down to you and I, whenever we're talking about TV, almost always boils down to pacing.
1: That's oh, fair. Like- I'm nitpicky about it. And I'm sure if you just like sit back and watch it's- it and you're not thinking about it critically, like it was a good season. I like, I still feel it was a good season of television, but because we're nitpicking stuff, like the pacing was super weird this season.
0: Pacing was super weird. And it's always the thing that like, if you feel like something's a little off and you can't quite put your finger on why. And you just are like, mm, I don't love like the way things are happening, or I don't feel fully prepared for whatever this like big reveal was, or I, you know, like it's always pacing, which yeah, I just felt the entire time. Like I was just sort of like, oh, why is this happening now? Or like, why isn't this happening sooner? Or <laughs> why is this happening at all? And why aren't we like in this other why aren't we in Hawkins? If I ever rewatch the season, I'm fast forwarding to all the Hawkins scenes. Even that
1: concept rewatching this season, I just had like a little mini reaction to that in that like, what <laughs> I, what I yeah, rewatched no, this season, um, no. the way it sort of does feel like a big setup for season five. And it didn't really have a lot of the charm of the first few seasons, which I keep saying, but the first few seasons are so watchable because it's not really about the plot. It sort of is, but it's also just like, these characters are great. They get along, you yeah. know, they mesh well together. The music is good. The ambiance is good. It has this like cute retro, fun little feel to it. <gasps> Whereas this season was like ugh, the episode, the Marvel movie that comes before Infinity Wars, <laughs> It's Civil War. It's the Civil War of only Marvel people would get this reference. But I was say, if I knew more about Marvel, I would agree <laughs> with you.
0: But I, yeah. Um, I as you know, I hate all Marvel movies. I do not hate all Marvel I movies. Just, just things I do. Yes. Um, <laughs> I gasped while you were talking because- I forgot somehow all of the other issues that I have with this season. Maybe forget the issues that I had with all of the like pairings, Nancy and Jonathan and Steve. Truly the re- most, the worst part of this season.
1: I, <laughs> I stand Steve. by that.
0: I love Steve, but like it was all contrived. I don't understand. I, I, not I, only that, not only was, ugh, was it contrived and
1: it was Sad that we had to like watch her, you know, everybody likes Steve now. And it sort of cheapened it by Nancy sort of also finding him charming again or realizing that he has matured when we all also like Jonathan and he hasn't done anything wrong. It just felt like bad. I felt bad watching those scenes. But the very worst part of that is Nancy is so freaking cool. She Mm. is a leader, she is a badass, she's brave she always has an impact like every season she has an actual impact she's not just a throwaway character they've done a really good job of writing this character and then this season they gave her a freaking love triangle like as
0: if she's freaking bella from twilight she's already had a love triangle and it ended with jonathan and if anything honestly i hope she doesn't end up with either of them i hope that's the upshot that she like at this point breaks up with jonathan and doesn't get back together with steve it does seem I'm like they so setting mad. it up for steve for like them to be together no, no
1: i thought was gonna happen i really did think this was gonna happen and i was sad to think it but when they had him in the car with nancy talking about you know having six kids and he admitted that he always had that fantasy mm. with her i was like it's too much i hate this love triangle. but really what i was thinking about is okay they've brought this character so full circle or so 180 since season one that he's definitely gonna die that was my first thought I was like oh Oh. man he's totally gonna die like oh we're supposed to feel this way about him like we all love him now absolutely was sure I was so sure that he was gonna be killed
0: yeah so that could still be the way it's going but it would have been great no it would have been oh please I would have
1: it would have been awful
0: but it no but I get what you're saying it would have made more
1: sense and I really thought that was the way it was gonna go because it probably should have and I feel sad saying that but I do sort of feel like that's still the way it's going to go like I feel like I just feel like Steve has to die
0: <laughs> the way they've set up this character it's the only thing that can happen also Nancy did this whole arc of being like I really don't want to be like my mom I don't want to end up as like mainly a mother to kids without first like experiencing life and obviously this whole experiencing the upside down and stuff is a whole other ball game than like experiencing life but she like doesn't want to do the suburban family thing for a very long time. And then Steve kind of outlines like what I really want most in the world is to be like a dad. He didn't say suburban dad, but he sort of outlined this whole like. Oh, he basically the by going to have like idyllic. six kids in a yes. RV or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like we've already established that that's partially why Nancy broke up with him and chose John. Like she didn't want to be just like a popular girl dating a popular boy and then stay there forever and ever Etc. And even though we like Steve now and he's redeemed, she shouldn't like she should be charmed and sort of like, wow, I'm glad he like he's kind of come into his own and feeling good, but should not be wooed by him wanting six kids and wanting her to be the, the mother. Like that should not have, you know, tickled her fancy so much. I hate that I just I, said that phrase. Sorry. Yeah, I, I do as well.
1: I honestly don't know if she it obviously we're supposed to get that she's sort of falling for him again or whatever, but mm-hmm. I just don't, could happen. I don't like, I really buy it's it.
0: realistic. I don't know. Mm.
1: No, I think it probably is sort of realistic. They're definitely writing it in a way that doesn't feel fake. I mean, her boyfriend's across the country. I think mm-hmm. what they're showing us is very close to real life, even <laughs> if we yeah. hate it. Probably why we hate it. But I just feel like it's ultimately a device to kill off Steve. I don't know. I hope I'm wrong, but. It's what I feel.
0: I kind of hope you're right. Uh, that's because you're a horrible person. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, okay. Top three. I don't even know why I said three, but I just, I need to shout out Sadie Sink. Max. my so queen. good. She's so, so good. freaking good. Also Robin. What's her name? Maya
1: Hawk. Yeah. Very good. Also good this. Even though she's a nepotism baby. I'm sorry. That doesn't yeah. mean she. Can't be good, but <laughs> or despite mm-hmm. that, she is so good.
0: Her like little relationship thing was a little, it didn't come up that much. It came up maybe like, no, 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 no. They the literally bring it up in the
1: first episode. We watched that's 10 whole oh, freaking hours without ever hearing about it again, other than this like really awkward gun store moment. And then suddenly it's in the last 20 minutes. It's weird.
0: Yes. It's weird, but it's also very cute. Like, that's what I mean when she does like mm. she, anything, any of her scenes, I just really enjoy. Oh, she's um, fantastic, but is the that, that plot line could have either been woven like that girl could have been that actress by the way is in Anne with an e uh amy uh, i don't recognize her or something anyway oh no she was well she was in the uh weapons no where were they i don't know she saw the in gun the store. store that's what i said it the took a very oh, weird oh, moment though yeah why was she in the gun store <laughs> no boyfriend boyfriend. and then we're supposed to think she's straight
1: no listen i (laughs) love robin i love that character she's very awkward i do think it's weird that they made that character a little different than she was last season i believe she wasn't as awkward last season i think in this season they were like all right we're gonna sort of change her character into Mm. this uh, endearing awkward character and she was always endearing but i think last season she she was sort of like bumbling like she definitely was a little bit um was she that last season I don't remember No, I
0: thought of her as cool and like take charge. Right. Um, She was like
1: the kind of cool indie girl. And now she's this like bumbling band nerd is
0: definitely how they were trying to play it this season. I thought it was weird. Band nerd. Could it like it could have been. Yeah, Uh, it could have worked, but they definitely did change her a little bit. Um, But the thing
1: I really don't like about that relationship, like you said, she's cute. And the way she plays that is cute. I like what they've done with the character once I embraced that it was different from last season for whatever reason. But the thing I'm really annoyed about is that both she and Will are gay, even though they haven't told us that Will's gay. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that's the way they're going with that. That's pretty known at this point. And both the gay characters in the show are pining after straight people. Why can't we just have a gay teen character actually in a (laughs) relationship or a flirtationship or whatever it is with another character that is gay? Why does it always have to be this sort of like tragic longing romance for the straight person?
0: I thought – I thought Robin's love interest was supposed to be. It's going that way. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, did I read No, I think it is. No,
1: uh, I think the last 20 minutes, especially like whatever's happening in that last half hour or so, that's where it's going is she's, oh, it's when they're making sandwiches and like the relief center. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. that's where that's going. But uh, I don't know. I guess it's because of the thing also with Will. I'm just like. Why does it always have to be the tragic gay teen who's like mm. either closeted or like confused? Everything about the gay characters, it's just always tragic. Like just give him a cute mm-hmm. freaking love You're
0: story. In. I just hate it. You want a heartstopper cross. Yes, it. I want heartstopper. Um, Very great things I don't
1: know, um, I just I think it's a really tired trope honestly, and I don't like that they've done it with both of the gay characters.
0: Yeah. Whatever, I'm picky. Uh, no, no, no but... I didn't notice it with um with Robin's, partially because her story was hardly in it, um, but also because okay. like it the end result seemed to be that she was probably not straight. Also, like the Dustin Steve, I'm just picking, I'm I'm like praising the characters that I really liked and wish that I had seen more of. the like pairings like Dustin Steve, always great. Dustin Nancy, great. Robin Nancy, great. Jonathan will Mike le- go away? please please leave <laughs> uh, I think I
1: hate Mike now I'm gonna be honest Mike I think I hate that character anything. now. there's Mike nothing doesn't to do anything hate. other than he has these like monologues about how much like he loves 11 and like hopes that she doesn't leave yeah. him and I'm just like <laughs> at this point you're just a lame character and maybe they'll redeem him. Will, they've just given literally nothing for will to do for three whole seasons mm, or yeah four, tr- yeah, three because tr- 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 he was tr- in. in season one, and then he's like done nothing since then, except to be gay and sad, which is not what I wanted for will. It's no, not
0: will deserves like, more.
1: be gay and happy, will. <laughs> like why is he just this kid who cries all the time now?
0: And he has a cried th- once. But, yeah. really yeah.
1: terrible haircut. I think yeah' sad. poor will. And you know what else is sad in terms of character development Mm -hmm. or acting or whatever? Millie Bobby Brown, I think very good actress. There's no way she's not a good actress. I'm not not at all saying she's not. But all they gave her to do in this season was stand and make a face like she was constipated while her arm was outstretched. Like that's 90% of Millie Bobby
0: Brown in this season. I, I wasn't sure what it was that I didn't love. I wasn't sure if it was like her acting choices or the script itself or like the director's suggestions to her. Didn't love it. Was not impressed. I kept it's thinking- Just very just, one just like They were all good and cute and like really impressive when they first started because they were all kids and it was just like super endearing and nothing took me out of the story. And now that they're older, it's like very clear to me which ones I think of as really good actors and which ones mm-hmm. I'm just like-
1: But I do think she's good. I think they've given her nothing to do besides stand there and with her arm outstretched, basically using her powers. They've given her nothing really else to do. I
0: guess.
1: I think that's sort of a shame. I'm happy that she's not the main character all the time, always. Like, obviously, it's the collaborative nature of the group that's the star and not her. But still, they could have given her, like, a little bit more to work with, I Mm -hmm. think. I yeah, do think the enough. guy who played Dr. Brenner was really good, though, and the scenes with Millie Bobby Brown and him when they weren't doing like the weird CGI thing with her face were really good. Especially when he dies in the desert, like that was a really well acted mm. and dramatic scene that I thought worked really well. And the fact that he was the real villain all along—that was cool. That, though, no, we sort of knew it, but they didn't really tell us exactly how he was the real villain all the time and, or all along. And they've really shown us that this season by saying he is sort of the cause why we have Vecna. He's sort
0: of the cause of why Henry is evil. I spent so much of, I don't even know if it was just the last two episodes. I spent a lot of this season whenever Dr. Brenner was on screen saying, shut up to the TV. <laughs> I just pick like he would say something. And I'd be like, be quiet. And then 11 would listen. And I'd be like, leave. <laughs> just like, don't let him just go away. <laughs> but I liked that. That the idea was that she was this kid. She was
1: you know, she's trying to work through these feelings. She calls him Papa. Oh. Like the whole thing is just so well Pretty written. And weird, yeah. the mm-hmm. irony of that, the juxtaposition of, you know, Papa and then Hopper as her dad. I think there's so much to that. I think the way they did it this season was annoying just in that every time they went there, I was like, no, 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 come back to Hawkins. Like <laughs> it was hard yeah. for them to pull it off in a way that yes. people would enjoy. But if I really just think about that story itself, I think it's really well well written. Okay, two other things involved bothered me. Yeah, random to other it. things. Nancy mm-hmm. and Stephen Robin are hanging from the vines in the house for so freaking long in the <laughs> last scene. And I get that it was probably not as long as it seemed, but we saw them get strung up by the vines. They're literally like yeah, in I a shovel. Really I was getting like, yes, oh, they're they're choked out by these vines. Yep. And like 10 minutes later, at least in runtime, yeah. not sure how long it was supposed to be in real life the vines released them and they're totally fine. It's as if they weren't being choked out for 10 minutes and I was just Wild. so confused.
0: Yes, agreed.
1: I'm sure it was shorter, but it was that whole time, you know, the demo bats are getting yeah, in the trailer yeah. and they keep Everything jumping between happening. all these different moments. So it just felt like it was forever that they were hanging there. Yeah. And then the and second thing you said two Hopper's ankle, where does his injury go? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I'm so bothered by this. He got his ankle absolutely wrecked when he wrecked. tried to escape from the prison the first time. That maybe throw up a little. Yes, it was gross. It was the kind of thing that I like can't watch. I just don't like gore, and so that happens. And he's like violently injured, and then it's gone. He's totally fine in the final fight scenes. He's like absolutely fine.
0: He's like, let me pull this sword out. A
1: real big (laughs) pothole. Yeah, in that. So there were Uh, lots of potholes. I think if you really dig into
0: it, but that was the one that like immediately stood out to me. Yeah, it's very bizarre feel like i've exhausted my energy to (laughs) like talk about this season anymore i am as we said excited for season five i like want to see how it all wraps up i hope it's i like hope it's really good i hope i like it way more than this season okay i saw the duffer brothers and maybe this wasn't a trusted source but
1: i saw something that said the duffer brothers said that they had some ideas for season six and maybe season five wouldn't be the last one and honestly i will be upset (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they have to end it and they have done it on a high note if they keep dragging it out It's just gonna be a cash grab. I mean, we'll see I think season five will be good and I hope it ends. That's all I guess, say.
0: Yeah, I think when I was younger, I would have loved all of my tv shows to continue as long as they possibly could Even if the seasons got slightly worse every time like I was a little bit like no Just give me everything like a lot of it, whatever but I recently no not even recently in the last like six years of my life All of my favorite shows and the ones that I respect, like the choices of, end on the terms of like, they, the, all the writers decide like, okay, this is what the story arc is. We're going to end after five seasons. We're going to end after three seasons. They're all just better. It all, it's like better to leave me wanting more than to be like, oh, I don't really know if I'm going to watch season 10 of Stranger Things. Like I haven't really been following since. (laughs) like that. uh, It's not, I don't
1: know. Yeah, I think the not moment what I for me as a child when I realized like shows could get bad to the point of not wanting to watch it anymore was when Rory stole a boat. <laughs> that was like, that's my phrase <laughs> that we jump into the into shark. Room. Like maybe we could just say stole a boat instead because that's how I feel about that happening.
0: <laughs> 100% agree.
1: Thanks everyone for listening. Don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode of Double Take. And make sure to check out our weekly newsletter as well, where each week we review three to four TV shows and tell you when your favorite TV shows are coming back. You can read it and subscribe at dbltake.substack.com. Thanks for joining us, friends. See you all next week.